0: All right, weird shit is happening today, apparently.
1: It's a fucking weird day. It is.
2: It's a Wednesday, my dudes.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday. Never could get the hang of Wednesdays.
0: And welcome to Dangerously Unprepared I am Simon and joining me as ever Are Jack Hello And Kyrie
1: Hey yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you okay Kyrie? That sounded yeah. quite low energy
1: <laughs> I I have so much energy So are much you, energy Are
0: you wiped out post-con?
1: Uh, I, I'm a little bit A little bit conned out uh, A little bit a studied lot. out as well I'm, doing, I'm, I'm studying for work Oh, oh yeah, yes. you've got your yeah. pensions exam I've got an exam a week today. Actually, oh
0: yeah. So next week you will be
1: post exam. Yeah, and I may even be going to Germany the Friday after that. So like, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be very tired.
0: Ah, uh, that is if the British people are still welcome on
2: the continent.
1: Mm. Oh, I mean, we're very definitely not. Any, anyway, no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> regardless, <laughs> um, but
2: yeah. It's not new information, no
1: and and also funnily enough i i since since the last time we all spoke i i went to a local indie wrestle show ooh and and you'd be you'd be somewhat proud and disappointed in me okay <laughs> so like they they weren't so great at trying to get across who was a heel and who was a face that can be a problem
0: at indie shows because you don't have you know ongoing storylines to feed yeah. into it necessarily but, unless you go all the time like i have no problem at eve but
1: yeah, uh, but like a couple of them you could figure out, like Joseph Connors from, from NXT UK was there in the main event. Was like, okay, uh, he's, he's go- yeah, yeah, he's gonna be the face. He's gonna be the, the the big name guy coming in. Um, but like they had the the women's title match, mm-hmm. and and it was like big defending champion. And she was like you know very 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 tall, very very broad lady. Yeah, and very very small lady going up against her as the as the uh, the challenger. Yeah, who had like very fast dance music as her entrance, right? So I assumed, smaller wrestler, dance music, face. Not necessarily, true. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but I thought it was a good, solid potential there. I mean, you're working with the information you've got. Exactly. I'm sorry. Now I'm sitting right next to the little entrance hoop thing they've got. The mm. curtain next to it. So the first thing they see is me as they come out. <laughs> So she steps out and I just go, Yay! I'm the only one making noise. <laughs> and she glares at me. <laughs> and I go, I just slowly put my arms I go, boo. <laughs> and, and, and she just glares at me again and goes, shut up. And I'm like, I just stare down and go and go, Yes, miss, sorry, miss. Excellent. That's excellent. I love that wow. so much. I, I got I got I got told off by a wrestler.
0: That's good. That's I, yeah. I love the smaller shows because you can have that kind of crowd interaction, and I love that story so very much.
2: Yeah, <laughs> who were they? Like,
0: out of interest.
1: Uh, so that was uh, Full Force Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh So that was Lana Austin. Okay, that I was, don't know the name. Uh, um, they had a couple, I can't remember the names of any of the other people there. Um, the the other one I fell down on was the fact that like you had uh there was a tag match right? Yeah. And and the um. One of the guys in in the in one of these tag teams, right, wears a lab coat, and his finisher is a springboard Canadian destroyer. Jesus. Right? Heel. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to boo a man who wears a lab coat <laughs> and is a fucking springboard Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Fuck the hell off. He is a good guy. So, yeah, um... That was my experience with with, uh, a local indie wrestling show, and it was a lot of fun. That sounds fun. And I found out that uh, beer in the uh, Redditch Town Hall is a pound 50, a pint. That's cheap. I don't understand. I bought two beers, two soft drinks, gave them a £10 note, and got a fuckload of change. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't feel right. It really doesn't. I don't understand. I need to go to more events there, I think. Apparently. Hmm. So yeah, other than that, it's been convention season. How about you?
2: Well, as far as I'm aware, Simon's been dead for two weeks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that How is true. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm not sure if what I had was extremely severe bronchitis or extremely mild pneumonia, but either way, I <laughs> basically I wasn't quite bedridden, but when I was up, I was not steady on my feet. Uh talking was not the easiest thing in my life, which is why I've not been streaming or podcasting, because a lot of that relies on talking. Yeah, funny um, that. So yeah, I and oh, when my voice started to recover, I went through like two days of, it sounded like I was going through puberty again. I was really squeaky, <laughs> and my voice was all over the place, octave wise. It was just <laughs> degrading, quite frankly, <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Uh,
1: You've got to to relive your teen days. The
2: the most awkward part thereof, yes. Whenever I get a chest cold or sore throat, I always go the other way. I always go go turn baritone.
0: (laughs) No, this was... um, I did, but it was when my voice was coming back. Yeah. um, My vocal cords were in such weird state, they didn't know what to do, so (laughs) they were spasming, and my voice was going all over the fucking place.
1: Uh, It was not a great time. I so mean, meanwhile, whenever I have that problem, I just turn into Stevie Richards. <laughs> I'll just start talking like this all the yeah. time. And then I recovered
0: from that barely. I was not recovered. I was mm. recovered enough right. to then go to a stag do.
3: Oh,
0: yes, you went to do. <laughs> I did. Because it's, it's one of those, hopefully, once in a lifetime experiences. When mm. One of your oldest friends has their stag do. And I was like, mm. if there's any way I can make the trip, I can't miss this. Yeah. So I turn up with basically a small personal pharmacy in my bag. <laughs> and driving up there, it was this converted barn in the middle of the countryside near Shrewsbury but it was so far off the beaten track that you know you turn off the main road onto the country road, you turn off mm. the country road onto the single track road, you mm. turn off the single track road onto what you think might actually just be a muddy bit of a field. <laughs> and I'm driving down these roads with these enormous potholes, the weather's getting interesting, the day is getting darker, and I'm like... This is the opening scene to a horror movie. (laughs) This is a bunch of guys who are about to try and relive their 20s and get very drunk and various other things were happening as well. In the middle of fucking nowhere, in the middle of a storm, and every one of us is going to die. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, none of us did. You turn up as a turn
2: up as a wicker man set up like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, I, want time.
0: I wouldn't have been entirely surprised, but no, it was actually a really, really nice place. Like it was a really luxury conversion. Mm. Uh it was stupid money. If there had been any fewer of us, we couldn't have split the bill between us. Wow. Uh so that was a lot of fun. Um but my god it, they really, everyone was sort of around my age, and they really were trying to relive their late teens in terms <laughs> of the amount of drink and drugs they were doing. And I'm basically sober. Like, I had a couple of beers all the weekend. Mm. Uh, and let me tell you, being the only sober one trying to herd those idiots from doing <laughs> themselves injury was an interesting time.
2: <laughs> Designated driver. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, no, it was it was good. But what I noticed was the first night I was sat there at like, I don't know, three in the morning looking around mm. at the kitchen table covered in empty beers. Like there were 50 on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least one empty bottle of rum and another one already kicking off. The whiskey had been opened as well. Um, And other various... I had brought lots of legitimate pharmaceuticals, but there were many pharmaceuticals there coming from other sources is all I'll say. Right, and I was looking around, going, "Yep, yeah, they are all gonna try and relive their teens." Mm. And then the next day, they all remembered that they're nearly forty, or in some <laughs> cases, are forty.
2: <laughs> uh, ah, the the, the worst kind of hangovers in the world <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, drank a couple of beers, and then, like, the most exciting thing we did on day two was we got a big curry order in. It hey. was it was way more chill <laughs> the next day.
3: <laughs>
0: Brilliant. And yeah, and the rest of the weekend was basically spent in a much more relaxed state. Going, we can't do that for four days straight. We we cannot do that. That um, <laughs> was fun. And then I came back and watched Captain Marvel.
1: Very cool.
0: Not seen that yet. Uh, okay, then I I was I I knew going into this podcast I was like, this is gonna suck because I don't think they've seen it. Mm. It's like the only goddamn thing I want to talk about. But uh, I
2: did go to the cinema, I just didn't see that.
0: Suffice it to say, I loved it. It's not my favorite MCU movie. Mm -hmm. It's near the top of the list. Cool. But I am a Carol Danvers fan. Like I went into this as someone who was already reading Captain Marvel in comics for a long time. And... Man, some of the shit this movie gets, I'm like, do you boys even read comics? Because they're wrong <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs>
0: like well one of the big complaints and i'm, I'm not going to be spoilery here is like so many of them are trying to bag on brie larson as an actress and saying she doesn't show enough emotional range and they'll compare it to the sensitivity and naivete of captain america or or the way rdj deals with tony stark's post-traumatic stress and all mm. of this and i'm like you guys did Read the comics, you know who this character is, right? And you watched the movie, you know what the plot is, right? So you know she spends quite a lot of this film... This is verging on spoilery territory, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of dealt with in the trailers. She spends most of the film as a brainwashed amnesiac who has been brainwashed for several years to believe that she cannot display emotion. Maybe Mm. that's where the limited emotional range for the character (laughs) comes in for the first two acts. Makes sense. And then in the third act, uh, she's showing plenty of emotion, most of it anger, and it's Carol (laughs) Danvers. That's the right emotion for her to show. This Mm. is a woman who once complained that she can't punch time travel. (laughs) This is a woman who decided that Tony Stark could help her in a fight by grabbing him by the leg and using Iron Man as a baseball bat mm, without asking him. That's (laughs) a good way to do it.
1: That's about the only use I can think for for Tony
0: Stark. Carol Danvers punches things. That's how she deals with most of her emotions. And if punching Ah, doesn't work, she gets angrier and punches it harder.
1: She follows the Hawk school of. Yes. Of exactly. <laughs> I was thinking like the Hawk girl school of. Uh, that yes, too. Another yes. good example. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like,
0: you know, and they're like, oh, she has no flaws. And I'm like, that is also her flaw. Like, there is a moment in this film where she shoots out the exterior hull of a spacecraft she happens to be in. <laughs> uh, that's not what someone who has no flaws does. You mm. dumb fucks. Uh, no, I, I loved it. They got Carol right. Um, it was a great film. Um, lots of we're gonna fun. Try,
2: we're going to try and see it as soon as we can. So, mm.
0: Hopefully we'll be able to talk about it then. Yes. To In more depth than I just have. but Also, fucking hell, best soundtrack a Marvel movie has ever had.
2: Really? Ooh, well, it's that's, set in the
0: 90s, so it started with Elastica, um, and then there was a bit of garbage in there. There's a bit of No oh, Doubt okay. in there. There's some Nirvana. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: Stiff competition, because you got to take into account Ragnarok, and you've yeah. got to take into account Winter Soldier, but... Those mm, are both actually, good, yeah, but yeah, yeah, when I'm sat there, and there's a
0: big scene set to uh, Only Happy When It Rains... Oh! <laughs> they yeah, Rains. That
1: one as well! There's a big scene uh, set
0: to Elastica's Connection. Mm. Uh, there's a very satisfying fight scene set to Just A Girl. It's It's very, very awesome. good.
2: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, i try to see it as soon as I can. Also, the
3: cat.
0: Goose. Oh my god, Goose the cat steals the fucking show. Fair enough. So yeah, anyway, that was my cinema trip. What did you see, Jack?
2: I went to see uh, The Lego Movie Part 2. Yeah, I have heard many good things about it. Mm. it Tell me more good
0: things about it.
2: Uh, <laughs> it, it. It's set five years after the end of the first one. And it's got it's no spoilers from one of the trailer sort of thing. It's a post it's all, apocalypse kind of a thing, yeah. isn't it? In <laughs> Lego. It's apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And everyone has, you know, g- grown up, sort of thing. Because obviously the kid who controls them has grown up. Yeah. But um So this is like em- Toy Story when Andy's a bit older. Yeah. But Emmett has not. Mm. Emmet is still Emmett about everything. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, a spaceship appears and kidnaps a bunch of the characters, and Emmett goes after them. And hilarity ensues. So, if you liked the Lego movie, which I did, you'll like this. It, it's a great, it's, the, you know, as good, if not better, than the original. And it references Lego Batman movie as well. Excellent. This is, this is a great bit in the starting bit, it where and it's like hey Batman how was your how was your uh, your, your last adventure Batman's like yeah yeah good good you know <laughs> did some stuff and things <laughs> okay yeah and um yeah it's, if you enjoyed it if you enjoyed Lego like, movie all that, it's worth going to see
0: cool well I did enjoy it so I should probably see this one
2: hmm other than that, it's been regular day life, really, you know. Eevee turned five. Oh, my God. I know.
0: That seems Why? so wrong to me.
2: Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's, been, it's been five years since, you know, her first appearance on the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my it's God. Been, it's been five years since Elite. Yeah. Jesus. That's a long Jesus. old time. Mm.
0: Speaking of is old there, games.
2: It was a different show back
0: then. It was. <laughs> Although we could talk about some video gaming now. Yeah. Because the Halo yes, Master can. Chief collection is coming to PC.
2: Mm. Hooray! And as
0: I think probably safe to say, the most invested in PC gaming amongst us, I
2: am super excited about this. Yeah. I love the fact that uh 343 are having to get out of Twitter and go going, please stop sending us pizzas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now I'm I'm really happy about this because I played Halo uh on the console back in the day and I played Halo mm. 2 on the console back in the day and loved them both a lot but mm. always struggled with shooter with a controller. Yeah. Tried to play Halo 3. It was at that point where I was just like, eh, you know what, there's other games. I still like Halo, but Halo had moved a little bit away from what it was originally. was starting to cater to the multiplayer crowd too much on console. I hate competitive multiplayer on console because I'm bad at it. (laughs) Uh, So I drifted away from Halo a little bit then. I did play Reach when it came out uh, because that campaign was really good. Mm. And I played a bit of ODST, a bit of 4, but never finished them. So the, the idea that the games I never finished in the franchise are now coming to mouse and keyboard.
3: Fuck yes! (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is what so, I want.
1: So, what you're saying is, at some point, people can expect a stream of Simon and I doing uh, Halo 1 co
2: op. Oh, god, yeah. I'm up yeah. for that. Yeah. You guys should play Lasso. What, it, what is Lasso? Uh, it's uh, legendary all skulls on. Oh. I don't think that
1: exists in Halo 1. No, I think it might not be we in could find our, We could find our own way of making things more difficult.
0: Also, I think the last thing I need is for it to be more difficult.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, you're already playing with the handicap of having me piloting the warthog. No, because I will be in the driver's seat. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Because remember,
2: Simon can make a warthog dance. <laughs> I, I like did warthog used to be screen. able to.
0: Whether I'll be able to with mouse and keyboard, I don't know. but that was the one bit with the controller I was actually really good at I may have to have a controller plugged in just for the vehicle sections Hmm. You are
3: your fucking
2: vehicles?
0: although the maker was
2: garbage
0: the maker was excellent Um, (laughs) the maker was
1: the best part of Mass Effect
0: unfortunately Bungie have drifted away from being what I consider good I played Destiny 2
1: because I've had a lot of time (laughs) (laughs) over the
0: last couple of Mm. weeks Um, so I blitzed the Destiny 2 campaign in a day Mm, and my biggest complaint about that game is you can finish the campaign in a day that's short
1: that is a very short game
0: that is a game that is designed to be ground over and over and over again uh, rather than played and enjoyed once Mm. it's very software as a service Uh, Destiny 2 is not good uh like if that's the game you're looking for, if you're looking for your looter shooter that you play all the time with friends, I'm sure it's fine. But as someone who doesn't want to dedicate that much time to it and just wants to play it for the story, there ain't enough there. Mm. Unfortunately. Nathan Fillion's good in it. His bit was great. Yay. His bit was incredibly short.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's bad. Yes,
0: yes. The yogurt was also cursed. Um it's, it's fine. The multiplayer's fine. But ultimately, like, if I'm going to play something like that, I'm not going to play Destiny 2. It's not the best option available. Nor is it going to be Anthem. Played a bunch of that mm. as well. It's bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> and it's... Uh, the thing is, it's like competently made mechanically. The shooting, the, the combat works really, really well. Um. But the mm. sad thing about it is, it's actually, it's more sad than bad is there are moments in it. Uh, Like there's the mission where the freelancer that you play first reconnects with their old squadmate and their old cypher on their old walker, and you actually get a fairly lengthy cutscene. You actually get some plot and some character, and you remember what Bioware are good at. Because that (laughs) bit's done really well, and it's really Bioware, and I'm like, oh, these are people I could really invest in and get to know and like. And then after that cutscene's over, they're stood in their two assigned locations in the fort as quest givers, and uh, that's what they are now. Right. And so there's these little flashes of Bioware going, hey, remember that thing we're really good at? Here's a bit of that. You're like, oh yeah, can I have more of that then? And they're like, no. We ran out. No, there's no more of that. It's not that kind of game. And I'm like, that's, that's awful, though. I, I want that. <laughs> Could, that somehow feels worse than just not doing yeah, it in the first place. It really is because it's this little tease of what it could have been. Um so yeah, I I Anthem makes me sad more than it makes me angry because it's it's disappointing Aww. more than it's bad. Uh yeah. Don't recommend it.
2: So far I do recommend the Division 2 though. Yeah. 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 So That's the, not what I was expecting. No. The Division the first Division and it was Okay. Yeah,
0: I I thought the same. I didn't much care for the first Division. Division 2, they've made one difference. And to me, it makes all the difference. The enemies are way less bullet spongy. Oh, okay. The combat is now really satisfying. Okay, and that makes all the difference in the world because now mm. it's a good tactical Tom Clancy shooter like Siege, not quite like Siege, but
2: no, because Siege is something in itself. Siege is itself, really. very much its own thing, but <laughs> closer
0: to that, yeah, um, and yeah, it now feels really tactical, really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I so far, and I haven't put a huge amount of time into it. I will caveat that, but mm. it has the same good things going for it as the original division the the maps are incredibly rich and dense and beautiful and it feels you know very immersive
2: where's it set dc is yes
0: this one's washington dc yeah. so your base of operations is the white house
2: oh cool uh, that's uh-huh. been gutted
0: okay. and you know refitted with tactical screens and big storage rooms full of gear and all of that um as opposed to big storage rooms full of cheeseburgers as opposed to a big storage room full of cheeseburgers yes <laughs> uh so yeah, it's beautiful, um, it's dense, the characters, such as they are in this, actually feel more like characters than they do in Destiny 2 or Anthem, I mean, apart from the cutscenes in both, but just the world feels more alive a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's it's cheesy on-the-nose Tom Clancy stuff, but I like it, um, I'm probably going to be playing that with friends for a little while, I can see myself getting invested in that one a little bit. So yeah, those are the games I've been playing whilst I've been off ill.
1: (laughs) Cool. You've been keeping busy, though. That's good. I have! And it has clearly given you strength. Well, I got recovered,
0: (laughs) so I'm (laughs)
1: sure we can all now say
0: that gaming cures illness.
1: Whether that be a mild bronchitis... Mild pneumonia or extreme bronchitis or whatever it was. It
2: cures what ails you. Yeah. i managed to pick up... um, World of Final Fantasy Maxim on the Switch for twenty dollars because it was on half price sale on the American Switch Store. Yeah. Okay, so, I was going to
0: say I don't know if that's a good deal because I have no idea what that is. Uh, I don't know what dollars are.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a Final Fantasy game where you play uh, it's brother and sister and it's like a it's got like a Pokemon monster capture mechanic to it okay so you can catch so you can capture all the classic far Fantasy creatures uh, and it's still turn-based battles mm. there's like a they got like a stacking system so you can have like a large creature like a behemoth on the bottom uh, which is like a big puma type monster lion thing hmm uh, then you could have uh, let's say a flan, which is a slime creature.
0: I thought a flan was kind of
2: pie. In in Far Fancy, it's a slime creature. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's a bastard is what it is. Yeah. That's the one where it's like, you want to hit it with a sword. Nah, man. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Oh, <laughs> oh, like a slime that... in D&D. Yeah, yeah. like slime. Yeah. Was it? yeah,
1: like It won't necessarily split into two, but it's very resistant.
2: Yeah. And then uh, your character... Your playable character has the ability to sort of change size. So you could be the full-size character model, or you can switch into a chibi smaller version.
0: That sounds horrifying, if you <laughs> actually think about the implications know, right? of that.
2: Uh, if you're the chibi version, you will, you will be on top of the stack. If you're in your full-size version, you'll be in the middle of the stack. And that can change up the way... Because uh, as the stack's created, the power, the overall attack power can change.
0: Okay, so you get, like, combo effects.
2: Yeah. And, obviously, depending on who you're stacking it with and whatnot, can give you different abilities and that kind of thing. Uh, The other thing is that you can obtain what they call Champion Medals, which are the summons of this Final Fantasy. And they they summon the chibi-5 version of a Final Fantasy hero. So you can summon... Or villain in some cases. So you can summon, you know, Cloud, or Skrull. so you can have like a Chibi Sephiroth. Yeah, exactly. He is a he is one of the summons. <laughs> I know the it... name of a Final Fantasy character.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and oh, then, um,
0: I know like three. I know Sephiroth, Cloud, and Erith.
1: Oh, they're all from the same it. game. All from the same all game. Because yeah. it's the one I've played a bit of. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit you down and make you play Final Fantasy VIII, <laughs> uh, let's say.
0: I came <laughs> really close to buying 15 the other day because it was on sale and I was really bored.
2: Yeah.
1: No one should be forced to do that.
2: <clears throat> 15, isn't, <laughs> 15 isn't actually a bad
1: game, it just um, looks like a bad game. It does look
2: like a bad game. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But mm. it's, for Final Fantasy, as Final Fantasy goes, it's actually got quite an interesting story to it. Uh, it, it sort of plays with the battle mechanics and stuff a bit differently as well. But the 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 Maxim version of this game, which is the the Maxima version of the game, that came out last year, is the game with all the content. Yeah, you know, it's like the it's like the the gold edition. Yeah. Plus new additional stuff just for this edition. So it's like, oh, I've technically owned this on the Vita. But I don't have <laughs> this version, and it's a reasonably good price. So let me just, you know, get a, a gift card. <laughs> I
0: know the feeling. I'll be doing that with Halo. Because yeah. I, I had these on another console, but
2: I wanted on the PC. That's yeah. So I was like, I was like, ah, I need to set up which state uh, I'm based in uh, for tax <laughs> for tax reasons. Uh, uh, Alaska is the is the one of choice. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. I'm i based at a holiday inn, apparently in Alaska.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> when I finally crack and buy Katamari Damacy on the Switch, that will be a repurchase.
2: And then um <laughs> you know I, just, I got a twenty dollar eShop card off of uh an e card site. Put a credit on it that way. Yeah, that works. So I they got tax, didn't get taxed Then I still have some I said money left over, essentially. Cool.
0: And I I guess I should probably ask. Are there any other games coming out on the Switch that you might be interested in? Well, uh, just, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Nah, but. I mean, <laughs> it's
2: not going to be like one of the biggest Switch titles of the year. Or <laughs> anything. Is Zelda? No. Nah, uh, well, that too. Oh, wait, the other one, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is Pokemon Gun. Is Pokemon Gun.
0: Which I'm hoping will be... Because there's always the one that sort of does the combined yeah. release. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping Sword and Shield will become Gun.
1: Wait, was there, I I went to ask this. Was there one? Did Pokemon Z ever get released? No. You mean like, the X Y combo? Yeah. No. Like, because it was there waiting. Like X yes, Y, and then they never did it. What was the What was the third one for Black and White?
2: Uh, it was. Great. It was Black and White, and then yep. we had Black and White two.
1: We had like Black I need two to, and White two. I I want to slap t, uh, like Team Pokemon or whatever they're called. <laughs> like it, a lot. Yeah. Like,
2: a lot, a lot. No, what, uh, X and Y didn't get a third game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they, they got the uh, Ruby and Sapphire remix.
1: Yeah, but we got X, Y, but no Z. What was the Sun and Moon one? Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. For fuck's sake! But no combo one, no. <laughs> yeah, no Star. Well, I guess Sun... Yeah, like, so
2: no.
0: I don't hold out high hopes for Pokemon Gun.
2: Yeah. Well, I just saw, I, uh, my, my, what I touched my head with that was like, ah, uh, 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 Knife. Gun. a gun. gun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Commissive (laughs) Virtuous Mission. No. (laughs)
2: It's like, ah, Pokemon CQC edition. (laughs) That
1: would be amazing. Just go through the long grass. So in case
0: anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield have been announced, the next mainline Pokemon games.
2: And the the way me and Jen watched the trailer was like, we were two people in a trailer where... You know, we were on the bus and I had it on my phone and we were both sharing headphones. <laughs> you
0: are that, that cutaway
2: to the fans yeah. excitedly on a bus. Oh my God, oh I no. know.
1: I know a stock footage person. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think the best thing to this, though, is literally just the memes about the girl Pokemon
0: oh, trainer. I was
1: just going to
2: say, the because Sc- it looks like it's set in Britain. The Scottish girl. Oh, um, <laughs> the fantastic. I just,
1: the moment I saw just her, like a picture of just her holding a pokeball, going, get out the ball, you wee shite. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I've seen so many of those. And like
0: some of them are good because some of them are made by Scottish people. Yes. And then there's the ones made by Americans (laughs) using language they think sounds Scottish.
1: Or English people. Or
0: English people doing the same thing. Fair point from Zoe there. Um, And I know quite a few Scottish people who are like, just stop. Yeah. Leave the Scottish
2: Twitter jokes to the Scots. Yep. My favourite. Because we know what we're doing. My favourite little comic I've seen is uh, I guess it's like. The most this. frustrating bit mm. is when they always say feck, and you're like, that's yeah, Irish. That's Irish. That's what, you dumbass! That's, that's, how you that's can my thing. That's how
1: you can tell <laughs> a, a, an American made it. Yeah,
0: that mm. is how you can tell an American's doing it. But yeah, they, there's so many memes. Also, I love the sort of British Pokemon concept arts.
2: Hello, hello, hello. 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 That's the one, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and it's Mega Evolution, What's All Distant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that. Yeah, like- it's Hello, Hello, and then there's What's All, and then the last one is Distant. Oh, no, the but one I saw one, was but- it was just one police helmet called Hello. Yeah.
0: Oh. Two called Hello, Hello. Three uh, called Hello, Hello, Hello. And then the Mega Evolution was just called
2: What's All Distant. Uh, see, I've not seen the Mega one for that. I've seen the, the, <laughs> It's like Magnemite. Yes, yeah. well, I liked Decker and Double Decker. The yeah, Decker and
1: Double Decker are good. Uh, <laughs> I, the first I saw of it was literally just people going like the elite ben four, ben and, ben it's the <laughs> <laughs> and it's just uh, the Beatles. And it's the Pokemon League champion. It's just the Queen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> with the corgis. With the corgis yes. yeah. Um, if there is not a corgi Pokemon in this game, it'd be, there's got to be a corgi no, Pokemon. Missing out something.
0: There's got to be. I, I've and a pigeon.
1: I've seen a big well, we've had bus pigeon already though. No, but a grey pigeon. Yeah. A shitty like you know, like, know how yeah, they do the, the regional Alolan. variant? Yeah, 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 true. They could do they could they've got
2: to
0: do a, a British variant Pidgey that is just grey. Well, it, I... well
2: <laughs> in Gen five they had P-Dove, which was literally a pigeon. Yeah. Okay, um, and it evolved into a pheasant. Its full cool. evolution it was a pheasant.
0: I think the other that's one... also very British. That yeah. should be in this one as well. Yeah.
1: The other great one I've seen though is a bus with uh, we send Kanto. 250 yes. million Pokemon. <laughs> <of> Pokemon. <laughs> Let's spend it on local Pokemon centers instead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, my favourite one of that is like, so how's the Pokemon Center going work? Where's well, like, well, you walk in there and you've got to wait a couple of hours and then maybe you'll get seen by someone. <laughs> but no, I, I'm super, you know, I'm the Pokemon guy. I'm excited. Uh, the rumours going around that it was going to be a UK based map. So, you know, uh, me and. Uh, a girl from work have been were like, you can wish listing what we would like to see and all that mm. kind of stuff, and uh, we're trying to figure out. So when it comes to the starters, they have their own tropes. Okay. So the grass starter is always some form of um, extinct or uh, like primeval animal. Yeah. Something so. Your thing of uh like bail uh Chikorita was you know, just a dinosaur.
1: Yeah, So so is
2: Bulbasaur, I guess. Well yeah. Bulbasaur's a toad. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. He's he's a toad. But um so we're wondering what that what they're gonna do for that and he's obviously this was obviously a uh, Gronky. Gronky. <laughs> and then, um I saw someone saying, wait, if
0: Gronky's a grass monkey Yeah. and Pokemon just do these leaps of evolution. Yeah. Will his final form just be a grass person? Grass, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> or grooman. Yeah. just grass human. <laughs> so I've got to, I've got to say, right?
1: I'm just, I'm just saying. I think grass monkey sounds like proper sixties cockney slang. <laughs> it really does, like like an informant or something like that. Like, fucking grass monkey!
2: Like, <laughs> brilliant. And then, um. Fire starters are all based on animals of the Chinese zodiac,
0: and this is the starter I'll be picking for Sword and Shield.
2: Score Bunny, Score Bunny. If, if I get this
1: game, this will be the first time I will pick the fire starter. I usually pick the fire starter. And yeah. The, uh,
2: ru- rumors are that the and will again. Score Bunny's evolution designs are going to be based on football player. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> maybe I won't pick Score Bunny. And then um, then there's the drizzly little water. That means that his third evolution will have have an attack where you get to kick a fireball. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Ooh. A lot to consider here. And then, yeah, uh, the water. The sad water thing. Let's Swabble. Swabble which uh, Jen has absolutely fallen in love with.
0: I think that might have been the first time Zoe heard the name of the water starter
2: for this generation. Because yeah. she, No, it's just no? funny. Anyway. It's just always You're funny, okay. And then um, uh, the water types are generally based on weaponry. Swobble
0: is not based on
2: weaponry. No, it's, it's third evolution generally is based on ah. of weaponry. So you know, Blastoise obviously had the cannons, the propagator was the claws, and as you go on, it's just like uh, in the 5th gen the guy was basically a samurai Mm the armor and swords and stuff so
0: that that raises the question of what archetypal British weapon
2: the longbow could be mm. I mean we had what a ar- gun we had an archer technically in the previous series in and Moon with uh, Rowlet's full evolution but yeah
0: maybe the final evolution of Swobble carries around like a pint glass <laughs> and then just breaks it before a fight.
3: Come on then.
1: That would be uh, nice and traditionally British. Oh no, Swobble used square go-like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to having a train, you know, like you lock eyes with the trainer and the exclamation mark, nah, 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 because it's towards you. This is like, Fucking boar bag, and then it just like goes. <laughs>
0: I feel like this this one more than any other Pokemon generation needs mods, <laughs> so people can add their own inter-
2: interactions there. I just love the idea of like if it was it'd
3: be,
2: if it was an area based on like our area here, it'd be like it's like. Race Week Trainer Gary. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all horses.
1: Race Week Trainer Gary wants a normal burger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and has all horse-type Pokemons. You didn't know <laughs> horse-type
1: was a thing, but now it is. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, um, there's... So there's been a guy who... Supposedly works with Game Freak, and he has... He's a localization guy. Yeah. And he has leaked stuff in the past. That sort of, that's all uh-huh. that's been true. And uh, he has released some information that, he. could be real, might not be real. Who knows? But some of it was interesting in reading it. So, like, uh, the way the map works is that you start uh, – the maps, the, uh, what you've seen in the trailer and stuff is very misleading. The game it looks very sparse, but it, apparently the game is immense. There is so much uh to see in there that the it's going to take you a long time to get through it all. Yeah. Um, pretty much the entire game is completely explorable. Uh, you start at the bottom of the map and you skip pretty much all the way to the very top via trains. Hmm. And- and then you work way back down to the league, which is back in the south of the country.
0: Okay, so you get on
2: the Hogwarts Express. Pretty much. You get, <laughs> you get on the Hogwarts Express to, to, to Scotland, and then you yep. you come back to London to fight the, the Elite Four. Oh, so you start off with a trip to
0: Scotland, instantly regret it, and then do everything you can to get out.
3: <laughs> and yeah.
0: before anyone gets offended, I am planning on moving to Scotland this year. I love Scotland. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was... Yeah an open goal of a joke. I had to make it.
2: <laughs> so you got the story. would be angry if you didn't. You got the fact that the story revolves around House Shield and House Sword, respectively. And uh, the final gym leaders are like the two house heads of houses. All
0: right. Because um, obviously, if you're going to be British, it has to be with a terrible inherited
2: aristocracy. Yeah. Um, a large area of the map wasn't open, so you've got at least six badges of badges the gyms so huh. it's it's you gotta work your way through you can get the first uh six gyms you hit them in any order though mm. so whether that will like the the teams will scale depending on where you are or, what or if you
0: can just make really poor decisions yeah
2: or which badges <laughs> you have maybe my best kind of decision um all the gym leaders are either aligned with the two houses so you'll have ones such as Shield and Winter sword. Um, mm. excuse me, Safari Zone is back. But it uses the uh, Let's Go with Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee catch mechanics and counters. So uh, it,
0: only for Safari Zone? Yeah. So okay. the rest,
2: rest of the map is your traditional, you walk into a wild, you walk into the grass and you'll get a wild encounter.
0: Yeah. And that is like the one feature from, because I knew this was going to be a core game. Mm. One feature I was hoping they'd keep from Let's Go is visible Pokemon encounters.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, but they've also you know, it's the thing of this is, because it's a core game, they you know, they said all along that they are you know that if this is, if Let's Go isn't your thing, wait for this.
0: Yeah, but they've... I mean, the visible encounters are so useful I know and make sense. Like, yeah. if there is
2: an
1: animal three feet away from me, I can <laughs> yeah. fucking see it. Yeah. To be fair,
3: lizard.
1: if someone was running around with a chainsaw three feet from me while I'm out and about, I'm probably not going to notice. <laughs> I, if, I, if I'm not sitting down and having had a cup of tea, I ain't going to notice shit, whether
0: That's it's a Charizard
1: fair. or anything. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, that
2: was
0: the one mechanic I was hoping would cross over.
2: Yeah. Uh, but no, it's gonna inspire his own. Um The Elite Four is in like the Final City, uh, of course, and they play uh the actual guys in the Elite will play a major role in the story, as do all the gym leaders, of course. Um Not all gym leaders. Nobody's uh, tagged. not all gym leaders. Nobody <laughs> cares about Surge.
1: <laughs> nobody cares about Faulkner.
2: Yeah, the, the nobody one, cares about Misty. The final two gyms, well you know, the, the sword one will be if you're playing the shield version and vice versa. Uh the story basically revolves around depending on which game it is, uh that house wanted to control the region. Mm. It's a very strong north versus south theme.
1: Wait, which side is the north? Which game is the north? Yes. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Uh, they both consider themselves following the path of their patron legendary Pokemon. It's a fairly predictable, defense offensive, uh, conceptual house sword and shield, and they grunt some personas. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, this could be the return of the guys from 5th gen. Is it 5th gen? You're asking us? No, I think I'm trying to think. Did it happen in gold and silver? No, <laughs> then I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it was was fifth gen team plasma. They they had very much their their design was very much uh, like knights and armor and stuff. So, oh, okay, people, people were like, "Oh, this could this be a return of them?" And it's like, no, it's taking the same idea. Um, what else have we got? So they're experimenting with a quest system for the first time. So you'll have subquests.
0: quests. Oh, some actual RPG mechanics.
2: Yeah. Um, Some gyms won't be available until you do certain quests for the gym leader. That makes sense. There'll be roughly about 120 quests um, at Publish, and they're planning to do more for DLC. So this will be the first one with proper DLC that isn't just here is a mystery gift Pokemon type thing. Interesting. Uh, so examples of quests would be like helping a young kid catch their starter Pokemon to gain the trust of the gym leader. Uh, a lot of the quests are styled after the classic ideas of a chivalrous knight.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. Something. You know. So, but they're a little bit more interesting than the "I will give you this
1: Pokemon if you capture 50. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the, all uh, the old ones have made no fucking sense. <laughs> give me your Poliwhirl, and I'll give you a. Hypno, like, yes, fuck off. Come
2: on, bring (laughs) it (laughs) here. Weirdo. Um, Quest for Wars include access to new areas, TMs, items, HM tutors, gym leader battles.
0: Okay, cool. So there are other things you can grind for different kinds of advancement. Yeah.
2: The HM system is the same as Let's Go. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so you won't need to learn any... uh, So any Pokemon that could normally learn the HM is viable. So, obviously, in Let's Go, it was just your Eevee or your Pikachu that has all the, the, those abilities.
0: Yes, so, but other Pikachu, like, you could do Surf with the Lapras yeah. and
2: stuff. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, in this one, it's the same idea. So, you can anyone that can learn the HM gem will still be able to do it something. Mm. But it's just not required. Gotcha. Yeah. They've removed Fly, though, because uh, tube lines and trains are your main transport around... The country apparently. Well that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you gotta remember, uh we we have public transport in this country. Americans yes, don't do. know what that is,
2: but no. there are some <laughs> Japan
0: with... has it, so
2: yeah. Several occasions is good. Um, yeah. Better than ours. Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: like, yes. you know what? I never have to wait a fucking forty five minute delay for a fly. So, this is not going to (laughs) work Oh, Sorry, no, you need to get the replacement bus service. Uh... Yeah,
0: like, it'll be fine until you're getting towards the end of the game and then you're dealing with southern rail and then suddenly quick travel is no longer an option. You cannot fast travel when enemies are nearby. Instead, you have to catch the replacement bus service that on the location board at the front has Choo-choo, I'm a train.
1: Best of bus.
2: So, you got uh, Score Bunny saying that Evolution Lane is based on a football player and is not going to be a fighting type. Oh, yeah, they say that now. It. They say that now, yeah. <laughs> um, if he's based on a football player, he's going to be a fighting type. <laughs> oh, teach him to act, to fall over. Oh! <laughs> Scorbunny Bunny uh, used throw injury. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really hurt. <laughs> um, Grookey is based on The Monkey King mythology. Okay. Which makes sense because he's got the stick in his head something.
1: So the stick's going to get bigger
2: and then he's going to take it out and wail on people. I guess so. Awesome. That would make sense, yes. uh, Maybe that... Yeah, that would be the weapon. And uh, all we know about the Sobble line is that it's based on a Newt as its concept.
0: And it's called Sobble. It is a Newt. Which is an amazing name.
2: Uh, There's no new types that have been added to this generation. So... Uh, the last one they added was in was the fairy type, which came in X and Y. So I think currently sits at, it's at seventeen or eighteen. There, there
0: has to be a Pokemon based on the
1: Haggis.
2: <laughs> no, no, that be that be a healing that, item. That, that would be get. amazing
1: if there was a Pokemon that doesn't actually exist, but everyone tells you that it does. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is this is where they could this is where they could bring back in Peekaboo. Blue. Yes. Like oh, there's old rumors, you know, and, and how Mew used to be, mm. um, you know, you got all these rumors. Oh, you know, if you if you get the if you go and talk to this guy, and then you go up to here, and you've completed the game twice without losing any battles, they'll give you a set of keys and yeah, you get you know, the use, truck.
2: You use strength on the truck to move it.
1: Yes, and then you get
0: Mew. <laughs> Did I can't remember if I told you guys about the haggis burger I had last time I was in Scotland.
1: No. How was it?
0: It was so good. It sounds amazing. I saw haggis burger on the menu, and what I was expecting was haggis in a bap.
1: Yeah, you know? right.
0: That makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Makes sense, yeah. That is not what they meant. They meant haggis burger in the same way you might say bacon burger, as in it was a burger, okay. but with a big one of haggis in it as
3: well. Wow. <laughs>
0: haggis is a topping.
3: I was wow. so happy. Oh. <laughs>
0: my, my heart wasn't happy. I was happy.
1: I'm moving so. there. I'm going to die. I might just fucking join you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I tried a northern dish last week as well, actually. I got introduced to uh, a food item called Parmo. Parmo? I've not heard of this. So, it's a Yorkshire... Uh, it, it looks like it's from Yorkshire. Yeah. Parmo or Side Parmesan. Yeah. And what it is, it's... Uh, Breaded chicken. Okay. Covered in a bechamel sauce. That's a good start. Covered in cheese. That's a good finish. And then obviously there are variations where if you want to, you can get like one that's pepperoni on it or one that's got bolognese sauce on it or one that's got Ooh. all this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, so my manager's housemate is from Yorkshire. And whenever he goes back to see his parents, they give him some cash to bring some Palmo back. Aha. Now, to understand what this what arrives back uh, is so for for the ten pounds that they give them, they get the Palmo, chips, and a salad. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good you know, it's like okay. What you receive for the Palmo is a medium sized pizza box. Yeah. Uh, with a pizza in it. Okay. Well, that's that's how I saw it when I when she opened the box, to cut me a bit. I was like, "That's just a pizza." It's like, <laughs> "Oh no, it is more than that." <laughs> it is so much more. <laughs> it is very good chicken. Like, oh my god! So, I was like, because it's a chippy, you know, the the, the breaded chicken's going to be a bit. Yeah, it's like, no, this chicken's been lovingly made and. Okay. I was just like, I was like, okay, so I heated it up and then I started eating, and I was just like. Oh, and, you got, and they had a garlic sauce that you put on top, like a f- nice, really thick garlic sauce. And it was like... And I'm eating it, go, going... And I'm thinking, this is really weird. My brain can't <laughs> process what is happening. That's
0: Yeah, that's northern food, yeah.
2: And yeah. it was really good. Now, I had like, you know, a pizza slice size to try it. It's <laughs> used very much the thing of, you you do not try and sit down and eat the entire thing in one go. Because that is <laughs> Challenge two, accepted. That is that is two thousand calories. Challenge accepted. It's just like that is that is you know death in a box. <laughs> or is it called in Yorkshire Breakfast of
1: Champions. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the thing is when when his house when a housemate went in to the to order it, and he asked for free, the all the guys in the tippy looked at him like he was insane. <laughs> 'Cause like I said, one is two thousand calories. Mm. And it's like it's like what three of these things.
0: I mean the assumption immediately is they're not gonna eat them all themselves.
2: Obviously. Maybe? <laughs> I mean maybe. But yeah, that was
1: it it's it, much, it, like much like the time when we went to uh the hungry horse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Any trip had- to the hungry horse. And I had my Megasaurus. Yeah. And uh, and then I uh, went and ordered a dessert after that. Yeah. And it was, I said, uh, they, everyone was making all their orders for like multiple people. I was like, oh, just a Candy Mania. Which is like one of the, the sharing desserts. Yes.
0: Yeah. It is the, the big ass bowl of shit <laughs> and that the comes with looked, like multiple spoons.
1: And the server <laughs> looked at me like I'd just taken a shit on the floor. I was like, just a Candy Mania. They were like, just a Candy Mania. <laughs> With one spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking judge me. Oh, I was I judging you a days. little bit. I yeah. I I, I judge myself in retrospect because I didn't appreciate those days when I could eat a twenty-ounce <laughs> steak and then a fucking sharing Sunday for three people all by myself and still be nine stone for that week <laughs> <laughs> to fit into a tiny gap. I miss those yeah. fucking days. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Why uh, you felt the need to fit through that tiny gap will always remain a mystery, but you did fit. My my honour was challenged. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like someone challenged me to do it. I don't know if that's actually the case, but I vaguely remember (laughs) someone said I couldn't do it. So I had to do it.
2: Hmm. Just a little bit left on this thing. Uh, So there's been a new dark type status introduced. Okay. Called Fear. How is that new? It's How has that not been a thing? Well, strange enough, there is a, an attack in the game called Curse. Mm. Which, is, uh, which, if a ghost-type Pokemon uses it, they lose I think it's a quarter of their health. And it drastically lowers the stats of the Pokemon used against. Makes if sense. A, if a non-ghost-type uses it, they don't lose any health, but it's like their attack goes up, but everything else goes down quite a lot. Mm. Now, the thing is, though, this this attack has no type. When you look at the typing for the attack, it is just like a green box that says question mark, question mark, question mark. Right. And this is, this has been around since Gen 3. So whether this is now finally going to become...
0: Fear. Fear. So if curse is in this and it is fear type...
2: Yeah. The, the fear status, the well, fear the, status, yeah, yeah. but the, it lowers accuracy and moves stab. So what stab is is the um, if you use a water type Pokemon, let's say, and use a water move, that attack is boosted from using the same element. Okay, yep, and it's, it's it's um, but if you use apparently if you use this any of these fear statuses it you lose that stab ability from your attack God gotcha. adds, adds on like an extra like ten percent the damage normally.
0: so stab is like the synergy between elements
2: yeah yeah
0: and this knocks that down so it's just a basic water move without the yeah. bonus yeah
2: it makes it its base uh damage level rather than the boosted damage level okay yeah that makes sense there's been a large downscaling Uh, Of damage in the overall game. Uh, It's like, so that seems to be more designed for competitive gamers because the competitive seed has got something very stale because it's all the same. Right. Everyone uses the same moves, same team setups. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there there is a
0: meta and they're trying to change the meta.
2: Yeah. They should ask
0: the Overwatch team about how well that works. (laughs) I know, right?
2: Jesus Christ, goats. Yeah. Obviously, adding in new Pokemon will, will change all that. Yeah. Who knows? Um, there is no... Currently, there is no new evolution named. There's so no new EV evolution. Mm-hmm. But theories are that they might introduce steel type and a dragon type. Because steel would make sense to make it like a suit of armor sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And dragon, because lights I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah, they both fit with the theme. And generally, they add in a new EV type every um, even generation. Right. For releases. Mm-hmm. So. And this yeah, is an so, even release? Yeah. So we got. So we obviously had the red and blue. Then in Golden and Silver, which the second gen, we had Espion and Umbrian. And in Gen Four, we got given Leafeon and Glacion. Mm-hmm. And Gen Six, we got given uh, Sylvian, the Fairy type. And this is Gen Eight. This is Gen Eight. Gotcha. So...
1: Jesus, we're already on Gen Eight. I say already, like it wasn't. It's like, like twenty something years ago. Yeah,
2: twenty something years.
1: <laughs> they took their time. Nineteen ninety-seven only just happened. Ninety-six. <laughs> Ninety-six yeah. just also happened. <laughs> Weirdly, ninety six seems a lot longer ago than 90s. I know. Oh, right? I don't know Just why. the mention of the nineties, I've suddenly remembered
0: what Stan Lee's cameo is in Captain Marvel, and it's so good. Oh,
2: I've I've heard oh. that it's, it's it's amazing. So good. It made <laughs> it apparently made Kevin Smith break down. Well,
0: yeah, it would. Yeah. It it absolutely would. How could it not? I thought that as soon as I saw it, I was like, Kevin Smith's gonna fucking love that.
2: <laughs> He's gonna die. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right, there's two so every game you have like the pseudo-legendary Pokemon mm-hmm. so Red and Blue was Dragonite and Ghost of it was Tyranitar and so on and so on um, sometimes you might get multiples um, so like in Ruby and Sapphire you had Metagross mm. and you had uh, Salamence you had a dragon and a steel both pseudo-legendary type ones so in this one you've got one that's based off Supposedly based off Stonehenge and one based on a Druid concept. Obviously. Yeah. that that be interesting? Low-hanging right? fruit. I know, right? Uh, we're going to have Infernape, Torterra, and Empolium Megas. This is Gen 4 Mega Evolutions. Mm-hmm. Which ties into the, the theory that uh, the next game to come out next year will be the Diamond and Pearl Re-Releases. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they've added in a New Charizard Mega Evolution, the Charizard Z, because that's what we needed. Another Charizard feels film.
0: like that could have been
2: introduced in Pokemon Z, yeah. Mm. Well, you know, the whole thing in Sun and Moon they had the Z moves, yep. So,
0: um, I feel like there could have been a Z in between to explain that,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: It's still is probably a- there on the fucking Nintendo's cutting room floor. Yeah, <laughs>
2: probably. You got uh, the house shield legendary will be, will be a normal steel type armored horse, and a, the house sword will be a normal steel type classic English dragon design. That's kind of neat. So I would assume sword is the south and shield is the north, then. No, that would mean that sword is Wales. That's true. Yeah, with the lion. Well, dragon is whales. Yeah. Um, the main legendary is based off the concept of wielding both a sword and a shield for balance, considering that the whole point of the game is to help the two houses achieve balance. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. Yeah. <laughs> and the main the main storyline doesn't actually complete until uh, post Elite Four. So, you, you know, you become the champion and the game keeps going story-wise. Huh. Is that yeah. the first time that's happened? It's the first time it's happened to that extent. Cool. I like that as a concept. Yeah. Um, That's about it, really, so far. Obviously, all, all this is... Rumour and speculation. Rumour and speculation. This, like I said, this guy has released stuff in the past, and it has come true, so there may be some tinges of truth to what's here, but we'll have to wait and see. Probably E3. They'll probably do the next... Here is the next trailer. Here are some new Pokemon. Yes. Might get to see the legendaries, maybe.
0: Have we talked on this show, speaking of conferences coming up, Mm. about the New World of Darkness game?
1: Oh, I don't think we have, and I forgot to watch that trailer because it came up while I was doing some studying. Ah, we should probably talk about that. Well, <laughs>
2: yeah, let's... <laughs> let me just finish. And yes, this has been Pokemon Corner.
3: There we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, one of the things that happened on the Stag Weekend was one of them there who knows me and has known me for many a year asked hmm. me, so how erect are you for the new Vampire the Masquerade game? And, no, no, sorry, the question was, which are you more erect for, the new Vampire the Masquerade game or Cyberpunk 2077? I have to admit, hmm. that was a hard question to answer. I was like... <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. I I I feel like at the moment, 2077 is more or less a known quantity. Like, we have seen gameplay footage at this point. So I need to go and see a doctor. I have been erect for more than four hours. Um <laughs> And whilst I feel Vampire the Masquerade has more potential for turgidity, uh, I'm at the moment just, just as semi-chubby because we don't know a lot yet. But mm. it, it could... It's only
1: half-masked.
0: It could cause like, serious, serious issues in future, should it pay off on the potential it has. So what you're
1: saying is you're only at half masked a
0: Yes. Yes, that's right. Vampire the half masked That's... No, that's nothing. That's nothing.
1: But yeah, they uh,
0: released Tender, which I don't think we've mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. A, a beta dating site, um, which is like, they're like, oh, this could be a new vampire game. And I'm like, Tender is literally mentioned by name in the fifth edition source book. <laughs> it's just there in one of the fluff sections about Tender, a dating app used by vampires. And there's a sort of in-character hit piece written about it, about the weird freaks on it who have been known to terrify and even bite their dates. And then they released a website called Trust No More, which is like a conspiracy investigation website, which almost word Mm. for word used the same explanation of why Tender is dodgy. And I'm like, yeah, this might be related to vampire, you guys, I guess. (laughs) because you log on and like one of the first questions it asks you dating app remember what's your blood type <laughs> um
1: one of the maybe it's a, maybe it's japanese maybe, maybe
0: it's japanese one of the questions is how do you feel right now and the options are like thirsty very thirsty incredibly thirsty <laughs> um the the list of interests have all the normal sort of stuff like cinema theater walks literature uh, occultism um phlebotomy, uh, horror, academics. academics. Um, And it's this very, very mysterious kind of spooky thing presented as a dating app that you need a Paradox Plaza account to access. So it's clearly from Paradox Interactive. Well done, guys. Um, Like They're not hiding it very well. But amongst the stuff that's come out around this, they've done a a bunch of like weird twitch streams and youtube videos and things linked to from a twitter account that is claiming to be someone with inside knowledge leaking stuff about this new tender thing um was a video of a pier with the water lapping under it mm. um on what appeared to be a very american coastline so a lot of vampire fans instantly went back to santa monica at the start mm. of bloodlines and were like oh hello oh, yes please shit. Uh, so we we know very little about it, but um, they recently put out an invitation to their beta users of the Tender app to attend a big get-together of Tender users, um, and they had, like, 300 places to give away for people who could make their own way and three all-expenses-paid trips to San Francisco, uh, and I can't remember the exact date, but it's the date the Game Developer Conference is on. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting coincidence, so we expect to learn more about this relatively soon.
2: Interesting. It's a bit like how um, Gearbox have teased something at the end of the month as well. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, GDC is coming, so yeah. I expect a lot of teasers will be uh, expanded upon.
2: People are like, oh, come on, give up, finally give us some Borderlands free stuff. <laughs> give us the information we so desire.
1: I'm just thinking that if we if it's a direct sequel to Bloodlines, mm. not saying it is. I'm not saying it is, is, but it could be. Yeah. Then that means it's almost certainly gonna be in Vampire Masquerade 5th edition timeline.
0: Yeah. Well, like I the- said, Tender is directly referencing the fifth edition source book. Yeah. So they're already referencing fifth ed.
1: I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Well, the fifth ed book was recalled and edited and re-released. Yeah, but It it had to be recalled and edited and re
0: released. That's true, you know. But Paradox, who are in charge of the video game, are the people who did the recall, not the people who did the work that needed to
1: be recalled. Absolutely, absolutely. But I just something about fifth edition has it just feels tainted. It is tainted,
0: no question. Um, But
1: it exists. Yes, that genie can't be put back in the bottle. It might also just be very. I'm fully aware that it could very well just be me going. It's new. I don't like change. <laughs> yes. Also, this could be a reboot
0: instead of a sequel. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: We don't know. We have absolutely no way of knowing. It could be unrelated to Bloodlines and just a completely new thing.
3: Yeah.
0: It could even be a grand strategy game.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's unlikely to be no because it's Hard to Suit
0: Studios no. who are rumored to be doing it. Mm. Uh, but we do know that Chris Avalon is rumored to be involved. Mm. I have no idea. Uh, uh, well, he wrote KOTOR 2.
1: Oh, sweet. Okay.
0: And Fallout New Vegas. Mm. And he was involved in Pillars of Eternity, mm. I think Divinity Original Sin. He's written a lot of good stuff. Cool. Is one of the best regarded uh, RPG writers in the industry let see what his other credits include. Um, as writer, Planescape Torment. Oh, I fucking love Planescape Torment. Yep. Fallout New Vegas. I uh, uh, haven't played it, but yes. Oh. FTL, the Advanced Edition. Pillars of Eternity. Torment, Tides of nu- uh, Numenera, which we've talked about on this show yep. extensively. The New Prey, which I didn't like as a game, but I liked as a story. Hmm. Um. Oh, he's working on the new system shop. He was the lead designer on Van Buren, which was the original Black Isle uh, Fallout yes. 3D game that never happened. Yeah. Uh, he was a designer on Fallout 2, going way back when. <laughs> uh, lead designer and writer on KOTOR 2, a senior designer on Neverwinter 2. Uh, the guy's got some chops, yeah. you know? And he had a thing on one of his professional profiles that he had been doing some contract work with Paradox Interactive, helping them bring new IPs to—well, no, existing new projects in existing IPs to life tenderly, and Tender is the whole thing they've been doing. Yeah. So everyone's like, "Oh, Chris Evelyn's working on it. Neat." And I'm like, maybe he just worked on the ARG. Maybe he just worked on Tender,
3: because
0: mm. it was fun. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote it. Yeah, and wrote some of the stuff for Trust No More. It doesn't necessarily mean he's working on the game, but fuck, I hope he is. Yeah. So yeah, as and when we learn more about that, expect me to go on about that ad nauseum on this show.
1: Ditto.
3: Mm.
1: So I'll be looking very, very forward to it. Hmm. To see what comes out of that, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm very curious. I, I, I find myself in exactly the same position as you, Kari, where I'm like, please don't be too fifth ed. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, I don't I just something about the new setting, it, it had to be done because the thing about Fifth Ed is it's it not it, essentially vampires are kind of like an open secret. Yeah. You've mm. got the new Inquisition, but it's it's basically looking to go, right, every single person on Earth now, essentially, has a device that will allow them to completely fuck over the masquerade. Yes. Like, the mobile phone is the cheapest means of fucking over a millennia-old tradition. (laughs) We exist
0: in a world of ubiquitous CCTV, ubiquitous cell phones, um, ubiquitous internet, social media. Maintaining the masquerade
1: is essentially impossible. Yeah. Um, So the 5th edition does take a look into that, which is had to be done. Uh, but there's no reason they couldn't just, you know, set it in, say, 1992. Mm. You know, because you either address that or you ignore
0: it. Yeah, setting it in 1992 would be a good way of ignoring it, for example.
1: Do mm. a period piece. It's how I run World of Darkness* for better or worse. It's like, one of the things <laughs> I love
0: about *Umbrella Academy* is they're very specific about what year it's set in. Mm. Uh, but not a single character in the whole series has a
1: cell phone at any point. I need to finally get around to watching. You do. It's I, really good. I, I, the, all I know of Umbrella Academy is I sat between two people at MinamiCon having the nerdiest fucking conversation. <laughs> right. Because one guy turns to the other. And that's by the standards of MinamiCon. Right? One guy turns to the other and he was like, I've just watched Umbrella Academy. And the other one was, like, oh, I've not seen it yet. He goes, Right. Could you just, like, could you answer something for me though? And the guy was like, What? And he goes, One of the kids has this on his wall and he, like, gets his phone out. And it's a still. It's an image from, like, the Akira manga. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, it's set in, is it 1986 or 85? No,
0: it's set... Uh, I can't remember what year it's set in, but it's more modern than that.
1: Is it? I thought it was
0: pre-88. Now, the, well, are you talking about the comic? Or, uh, the, or the, the TV show? The, the TV show. No, the TV show is set fairly... Contemporaneously, because yeah. the birth date of the characters is 89. Yeah,
1: right, okay. It um, might a, so it's pretty contemporary in its setting. It might have been a flashback or something he's referring to then. Now that might be the case, yeah. yes. He's talking about a point that basically it was set in, there was a point set in like 85 or 86. And this kid's got like Akira on his on his wall. He's like, that's true. Yes, because
0: the flashbacks to the the children's bedrooms, which are unchanged in their adulthood, but they would have been like that since they were children. Right, so okay. that would have been if they were born in eighty nine. That would have been mid nineties. Yeah,
1: um, but it's basically just like you know, is this an anachronism then? Because it was like I think the the, the consideration was that it was something was set during the mid eighties.
0: Well, no, nothing
1: is set in Uh, the mid '80s because it specifies
0: that they were born in '89. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to piece together the whole principle of it
0: is they're all born on the exact same day. So, Uh,
1: I'm trying to piece together it in my head now. It literally just—it was the nerdiest goddamn conversation about whether this manga had been released in America by this specific (laughs) point. I'm like,
2: motherfuckers. jeez, that makes me laugh though. Is uh, have you seen that uh, image someone's put together? about the Umbrella Academy birthdates and then it yeah. shows Brie Larson's Wikipedia birthday page. Oh, was she born on day? the same day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I
0: like that. That's, That's
2: fun. Like, hey. <laughs> s- yes,
0: yes. 1st of October 1989. She shares a birthday with all of the Umbrella Academy kids. Sneaky. I wonder what her superpower is.
2: Yeah. You sneaky bastard talk
0: because this is where I'm excited by Umbrella Academy, because I really enjoyed it. Mm. It's a big departure from the comics, but in a way that all improves it. The comics are fine for what they are. They're basically Mm. a Saturday morning cartoon show comic, but with ultraviolence, which is fine for a comic. But for a TV series, it's all a lot more serious. There's a lot more character development, a lot more plot arcing, some consequences, uh, that kind of shit. Um, which I think is, is all throughout really, really good. And what they've done is they've taken aspects of both of the graphic novels okay, and combined them into a single series. All right. So there isn't a lot of material left, but people are talking about it getting a second series. Mm. I'm like, well, where do you go from here? That's really exciting to me, especially considering we know the fate of seven of the 43
2: kids born with powers. Right, because that's the, the the kids that make the team, isn't it? Yes, so.
0: yes. The, it, it goes into detail in the sort of, the prologue mm-hmm. is, you know, 43 women gave birth simultaneously. Uh, the strangest part of this, not one of them was pregnant The uh, the beginning of that day. Um, and...
1: <laughs> what? The,
0: yeah, this wow. is... Wow. The, the origin of the Umbrella Academy is this spontaneous birth of 43 children all on the exact same day, all to women who were not pregnant. Um, they just suddenly become pregnant and give birth. Jeez. Yeah, the the actual scene of um, the girl in the swimming pool that you see it happen to is fairly traumatic. was so horrifying. Um, and so Hargreaves, the monocle, mm. sets out to collect them. Um, he's a mad scientist.
3: Spoiler,
0: he's an alien. Um, he sets out to collect them, uh, and he gets seven. Said, I'm just out there going, that means there's 36 others out there.
1: Unaccounted for.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of potential for this to go into new and interesting places.
2: Doesn't... Is it right that the the lead singer of My Chemical Romance had something to do with yeah, this? Yeah, Gerard thing? Way wrote it. Wrote oh, oh, really? Yeah. He, oh. he writes a lot of
0: comic books. I did he, know that. Uh, he wrote a run on Doom Patrol as well. Oh, Cool. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's written other things. No, mm. uh, he got started because he's always been a completely unapologetic comic book fan. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, he's that's been very clear throughout his entire life and career. Um, and then whoever originally published it, I think it was Dark Horse, mm. basically as a bit of um, stunt marketing almost, yeah. said, hey, Gerard Way... You're incredibly famous and have a built-in fan base, and you like <laughs> comics, right? Would you like to write a comic book? Uh, and he wrote Umbrella Academy,
3: huh. okay.
0: and it was really successful because it was, in its way, a uh, little bit fresh, yeah. but very interesting, a different take, on, a lot of
2: fun, a different take on Xavier's <laughs> Institute. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's actually pretty
1: pretty fair. Is he is he still married to Lindsay? I don't
0: know basis
1: for my uh, minor self indulgence.
0: I I couldn't tell you. I'm not that big oh. of a Gerard um, Wave what, fan. What? So,
2: as someone who's Albania. not read the comics and not seen the show yet, from what I've seen from the trailers and stuff, it's basically if you t- it kind of seems to me like if you've taken you know Xavier's Institute and then hmm. taken uh was it the Hellboy's Institute that he works for oh, the B.P.I.D. Yeah. So like
0: eh. sort of. Um, although in Powers both
2: but weird, yeah.
0: In both the Xavier school and also the BPRD, yeah. there is a father figure. Yeah. And in both of those cases, the father figure is a positive role model.
3: <laughs>
0: um, this book is very much about the trauma of being raised by the other without any familial Ooh. love. Uh well, no, the book isn't, the show is. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: It, the theme is there in the book, but the book is too comic book yeah. to be a major thing. But when it got adapted to TV, they were like, that's the angle we lean in on. <laughs> the fact that they hailed. were raised by an alien who was had no emotional attachment. So they're all freaks. So they're it, all so they're, the other. They were all an experiment. Yes. Right. An experiment um, slash weapon. Uh, he, you know, there was no familial attachment, no parental love. He was incredibly distant to the point that he actually made a robot to mother them. Uh, yeah, and mostly left their rearing to an artificially uplifted ape.
1: Uh,
0: chimpanzee called, um, Pongo. No. Is it Pongo? Pogo. Pogo. Yes. Based on, of course, the species taxonomy. Um... Hmm. And of course they're they're complete fuck ups because <laughs> like uh space boy uh, had a near death experience and then had his head transplanted onto a gorilla body and then was exiled to the moon where he lived in solitude. that wasn't great um yeah that's that's his character uh Ben.
3: Oh, his body died? turned into a gorilla body in this. It's
0: not clear. Yeah, right? it's no. Well, it's not clear in this, but I think it's implied that it was still a transplant, but he has a gorilla body. Right. Okay, uh, It's very obvious in the comic book. It's a little subtler in the show, but it's still very much he has a gorilla body because Hargreaves committed an emergency surgery on him after his life-threatening accident. Right. Um, ben just died. He had a bad time. Uh, Seance, or Klaus, uh, who can speak to the dead, uh, kind of didn't want to. Right. That, that's some creepy shit. Yeah. So Hargreaves used to just lock him in the crypt Jeez. um, on his own until he got used to it. Uh, <laughs> none of them had great lives. Yeah. You know? um, and it's all about their trauma, and especially Vanya's trauma. Vanya is number seven. Ellen Page. Ellen Page, uh, very much the star of the series, if you want to put it that way. It is an ensemble cast, but it's her story.
2: I'm looking at the, uh, the cast list as well. But it's a good cast. Mary J. Blige.
0: Yes, Mary J. Blige is amazing in this. She is part of my, uh, one of my favourite pieces of the show, the double act of Hazel and Chacha, <laughs> who were not my favourite part of the comic, okay. but they do them so differently in the show that I fucking love them. So...
1: He's
0: I'm going to get a little bit tiny little bit spoilery here because it's all such bashing insane concepts that it's the, the approach to the emotional stuff that's important, not the narrative almost. And the books are God over fuck over 10 years old at this point. Wow. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, so five, the boy, Mm. his whole deal is that he can teleport, um, which makes him incredibly dangerous because he does these little micro jumps. And so on the battlefield, he can teleport up behind someone, stab him in the back of the neck and then not be there right. by the by the time anyone has realized he's there. Yeah, He realizes he can push these abilities further and he can actually jump through time and space. Okay. And he really wants to develop this part of his character and uh, Hargreaves won't let him. Uh, Hargreaves claims to know more about time travel than five and and it's, you know, more trouble than it's worth, Mm. Five petulantly runs away from home by jumping forward in time and gets lost for a really long time, lives an entire lifetime, then comes back, and he comes back still in the body of his child self. Oh, wow. Having lived an entire life. Uh, And so he is a, like, 13-year-old boy uh, who is incredibly jaded and cynical and damaged (laughs) and just wants to drink black coffee and, and... lock the world out. Um, And he did some shit in his time. Right. He ran into an agency of basically temporal assassins. They're like the temporal prime directive team in Star Trek. Their job is to go back and correct the timeline, except unlike in Star Trek, they do it by murdering people. Um, The people who will fuck with it, uh, they just go back and kill them. Right. Uh, And within that agency, the two celebrities are Hazel and Cha-Cha. Okay. And they are first introduced in the book uh, merrily off to do a murder in the Second World War wearing full SS regalia and carrying a chainsaw, as well as their um, signature bear and dog masks. And um, they are just literally over-the-top psycho-violence comedy acts in the comic book. In the TV show... They have this huge arc of personal growth and development that is based largely around Hazel being sick of his job. Okay. And it's so it's so funny because the storyline, and you gotta bear in mind this is all coming from Gerard Way. Yeah. The storyline appears to be it doesn't matter how insane, batshit, and ridiculous your job is. If it's the same thing every day, it's a grind. Yeah. And so he's just really sick of the nine to five, as it were, the nine to five of travelling through history's most interesting moments and murdering people. <laughs> and he, there's this great moment which sums him up when he sits down with Chatter and he goes, "Don't you get sick of it all? Being told where to go, what to do? Don't you just want to murder the people you want to murder for a change?" <laughs> And that—that's him in a nutshell. <laughs> he's yeah. still a psychopath, but he's a psychopath who's bored with his job and the mundanity of his complaints. You know, it's and like his
2: carpal tunnel,
0: his carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, the fact that they're getting put up in shittier and shittier motels due to budget cuts. <laughs> uh, it's just—I love his whole thing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in the show that wasn't there in the books. It's a much more interesting, complicated narrative. I really, really enjoyed it.
2: I'm going to I have to sit down and knock it out, then.
0: It's very good. Um, although, as Zoe said when we were watching it, like so many actors get their awards for playing gay. When the fuck does Ellen Page get an award for playing straight? Because <laughs> they keep making her do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Can't think of anything else now. We've done wrestling, we've done movies, we've done games, we've done TV.
3: We could do a
0: bit more wrestling. They had Fastlane this weekend.
2: How was it? It was...
0: It was Fastlane. You know? (laughs) It it was the the filler pay-per-view before WrestleMania.
1: But wasn't Mustafa Ali there?
0: He was, actually. um, Like, some of the wrestling was good, don't get me wrong. Um, His stuff was pretty great. I mean, he was never going to win that match, if we're honest um but it was a yeah. good ass match but he's you know main eventing or you know it was yeah uh, so. it, i mean it it was a championship match yeah you know for the championship um triple threat with daniel bryan and kevin owens mm. um so yeah basically that one they it's i don't know if you're familiar uh, familiar with the whole kofi kingston storyline that's going on at the moment
1: not, not particularly although i will say i would love to see a triple threat at mania which would be bryan Kingston and uh, Ali. That would be good. Um, you might see Kingston because
0: they're building to it. Because yes. th- the whole point at the moment is he has the crowd hugely behind him.
1: Yes.
0: And it's the same storyline they're doing with Becky Lynch. She has the crowd hugely behind him, and Vince says no. Yep. Except with Kofi, it's Vince says no in the most egregious way possible. So he's invited to go and see Mr. McMahon is- in his office on the pre show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and uh, the New Day are arguing that should make the championship match a triple threat match uh, and Kofi you know you should add him to it and cuts away and does a few shows and then um, after the Oscar Mandy Rose match which like Mandy Rose is getting better but she's not on Oscars level why did you do that to her mm. uh, it cuts back and Vince is like you know what you're right the championship match should be a triple threat match well, Kofi, you got a triple threat match coming. You better go get ready, because that's happening right now. Uh, and he goes off, and he comes back, and he has a triple threat match that isn't actually a triple threat match. It's a handicap match, and it's against yeah. the bar, and it's not for the championship, and they just beat him up. Right. And then Mustafa Ali is added to the championship match because Vince did say it would be a triple threat.
1: Yes. Oh, okay.
0: So that was all bullshit um, that happened. You know, that was garbage like uh, weirdly the uh, the four way between Joe Andrade R-Truth and Rey Mysterio was really good mm. for the mm. United States Championship because uh, Joe as United States Champion is so good right now he really I didn't is realize
1: he was a champion awesome
0: yeah yeah he's US Champion nice. and he, he's doing it so good uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks had their match against Nia and Tamina it was all right Naya and Tamina are now out of the way, and now they can face other tag teams. You know that's good. Yeah. They they've been beaten. Obviously they're they're big, they're threatening. They've got to have a shot, but they're now out of the way. Uh, the triple threat: Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Mustafa Ali. How can you not have fun with those three in the ring? Yep, that was point. as good as you would expect. Uh, obviously, the main event was the Shield reuniting because Roman Reigns is in remission and on a mission. Whoop! <laughs> is that the wording they're using it's not the wording they're using but i did pick that up from somewhere else because i fucking love in remission and on a mission um (laughs) but yeah this was getting the band back together one more time again for the last time again for the last time possibly because if dean ambrose actually is leaving then it probably will be the last time Hmm. uh it was the shield they did shield things roman reigns has lost a lot of bulk around the shoulders. Yeah, uh, Kind of sad to see, but it's nice to see him back Yeah, at the same time. And it was nice to hear him getting cheered, but then he Aww. was with the Shield, so the well. Shield were always cheered.
1: Yeah, uh, It's still nice, it's still good.
0: One thing they did that I quite liked was actually what happened in the uh, Becky-Shutlett match. And I didn't expect to like this, because that whole storyline is just going way <laughs> off the rails right now. Um, but the, the the setup is Becky Lynch was fighting for her chance to be added to the WrestleMania main event mm-hmm. after she got taken out and replaced by Charlotte Flair. So she had a match with Charlotte Flair. If she beats Charlotte Flair, she's in the main event, but she's injured. You know, she actually came out to the ring on a crutch because her knee's that bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And so it's like, you know, she had to sign a hold harmless agreement that the WWE could not be held liable for any further injuries she acquired in this match. So everything's set up against the man right now. Oh, she's going to get herself hurt. And Charlotte starts really focusing on that knee. And and in credit, credit to Becky, she sold the injury, but also like put up as much of a fight as you'd expect someone fighting on one leg to be able to put up. Right. But it was clear she was going to lose. Hmm. She was going to get the crap kicked out of her because she had one leg. Nice. And Charlotte was concentrating on single leg crabs, figure fours, anything to work that knee, you know?
1: Mm.
0: And so it ha- it's, it finishes with Becky in a submission. I think it was a single leg crab, I can't remember, but a leg-based submission from Charlotte. Ronda Rousey just runs down and punches Becky in the head. Oh. And then just leans in the turn, back, a buckle, arms wide, eyeing the ref, going, go on, do it, do it. And the ref's like, what the... What are you doing? I, You've not leave, left me a choice. And she's like, yeah, do it. So the ref turns to the timekeeper and goes, winner by disqualification, Becky Lynch. And Ronda just sort of nods and smiles and walks off. She added an injured Becky Lynch into the main event at WrestleMania so she'd have someone weak to pick on. Uh, Which is actually quite a good storyline. Yeah. I really quite liked that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how they're going to... I knew they were going to get Becky in somehow. Yeah, Like, they've got to.
1: Well, I mean, it's more like they got Charlotte in.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But after that had happened, they had to get Becky back in. Yeah, Like, they had to. Like, they, they'd they set themselves up in a way that they couldn't not. And looking at the way the match was set up and playing out, I was like, I genuinely don't see how Becky wins this. And then, as I say, Ronda just runs out and just completely ostentatiously just punches her in the head and then just goes, oh, fucking bring it to Mm. the ref, and it's like, okay. Because they've completely heel-turned Ronda. Yes, yeah. Completely. It suits her better.
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) Because
0: I already hate her. So now, uh, at least if that fits with the storytelling, Mm. (laughs) that works better for me. Although, to her credit, I have heard she is actually, behind the scenes, really, really invested in putting people over Um, and the ego's gone away a little bit since she started getting booed.
1: Hmm. Credit where
0: it's due, that is what I have heard. Fair enough. Still, she's human garbage. Yes, but... but Bettering herself. She's not... I guess what I say about that is she's not the only piece of human garbage in the WWE.
1: You're not wrong there, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so if we're going to say that we can't enjoy someone's work just because of that, might as well turn the whole thing off. Hmm. Unfortunately, that is very more I think about that, the truer that gets. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over on NXT, I fucking love Mia Yim because she called Shayna Baszler Sharon Corbin.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: yes. Shayna did not like that. <laughs> That's... Mm. Also, I fucking love Mia Yim in general, but yeah. I fucking love Mia
0: Yim. And I, are you aware of her current thing she's got going on in NXT? Her, so, her persona?
1: So, so the last I saw of her since leaving TNA... Um, her thing was Blasian baddie. Yep, that's yeah, that's still what she's got. Cool. Oh, yeah, because she did it in the Mae Young Classic, yes, didn't she? Yes,
0: that's where I saw it, yeah. Yeah, she is still the Blasian baddie, and I fucking love that gimmick. Yep. It, she rocks it so fucking hard. And yeah, Sharon Corbin. I just... Shayna Basil is never going to recover from that Ooh, burn. That
1: is... That is that's going to stick with her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and But yeah, that's... Uh, the, the whole... Becky Ronda thing right now is a really interesting example of something I've heard Triple H talk about recently that is actually fascinating me called second level kayfabe. Have you oh. heard of this concept? Uh, no. So kayfabe for those uninitiated is the pretense that everything is real. Right. The way wrestling used to be. Sure. You know, you the heels and the faces aren't actually allowed to travel together or share rooms. The different locker rooms. It's all real, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, and that's gone away a long time ago. Yeah, because mm. the then... is dead. Because of um, uh,
1: Hacksaw Jim Duggan getting in trouble for traveling with the Iron Sheik. Yeah, which he had the. So, like, he Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Iron Sheik, a a a face and a heel respectively, who were feuding, they were at each other's throats in the show, were caught, well, doing an awful lot of weed whilst driving from one show to the next, but they were mostly, it was important because they were caught in the same car driving together.
0: Yes, they were spending time together. It doesn't matter
1: that they were doing weed, it's just that the heel and the face were friends. And the way Hacksaw Jim Duggan gave out about this was fucking amazing, because he was like, and they got really angry at me, because I was going around with the Sheik. Look, Superfly murdered his girlfriend and they didn't give a shit about that. Like, (laughs) Jim, you can't, Jesus Christ. Wow. Like, fucking
0: hell. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but... Jesus, like, uh, it's It's the Marge Simpson quote.
3: You're right, but you shouldn't say it. So, you shouldn't say <laughs> it in that
0: context, you know? But, um, so Kayfabe died a long time ago. Mm. But in this build-up to WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey and Becky have been fucking getting into it on Twitter, like, hard. Um, And Ronda has been... Massively violating kayfabe because even though it doesn't exist, there's still a sort of paper thin veil. Yeah, you you know
1: you got to like suspend disbelief, that kind of thing.
0: But she's been doing shit like talking about how fake Becky's armbar is. Mm. You don't explicitly call your business a work, even with the death of kayfabe. Yeah, she said, "I don't care what the script says. Next time I see you, I'm beating the shit out of you." Again, you don't call it scripted. Yeah, you and. A lot of people are like, well, what does Rhonda care? The rumors are she's leaving anyway, she's got her money. Yeah. She's just going to fucking say whatever she wants, and there's obviously real heat there.
1: I what is
0: mm. there. Second level Kfabe is where you start to play with the fact that Kfabe is dead. Right. So work, and you have shoot, these things happen out in the world in Twitter, work shoot. Right, you feed Ronda some stuff that someone in the business would never say. I to I make worry go, about that. Is about is
1: this real? I worry about that. Yeah, me too that. a because lot. The last time I remember seeing that was late two thousands WCW, mm. and it's when you had people like Tony Schiavone saying stuff like, "Oh my god, he, you know Diamond Dallas Page won that match." but he wasn't supposed to look, and he like holds up a fucking script, yeah. he's like, he just wants <laughs> for real! Like, oh, yeah. Christ, it's That's a little bit oh. different, yeah. because this
0: has been, so far, very smartly done, if it is a work, because this is the first time going into a match where I've seen people genuinely unsure if there's real heat. Right. They're actually genuinely saying, I don't know if this is real, and... As you know from our last RPG session, I believe that the height of wrestling storytelling is when you can actually get people to
1: genuinely question, even for a moment, wait, is this real? Yeah, yeah. So like uh, the Daniel Bryan Miz stuff. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's one of the best examples. And if that was the sort of prototype for this second-level kayfabe, bring it the fuck on. Because that was a great example of people going, I think there's real heat there. I think they actually hate each other. And to this day... (laughs) We don't know mm. if that was some of the best work the WWE have ever done. or two men who genuinely hated each other were professional enough to do the job in the ring. And that's great. I love not knowing.
3: Mm.
0: I actually, if if this is a world where kayfabe can sort of come back and I can be left going, I genuinely don't know if this is real. Um, yeah, I like that. As long as it doesn't get to. This is the script. He wasn't meant to win. That's dumb. Yeah, but Thank God Kevin Nash had the guts to take the finish. <laughs> but if they can keep it at this level where it just injects a little uncertainty,
1: cool. Mm. Do it. And let's hope it doesn't get to the point of them going, well, there's a wedding cake here, folks, and you know what that <laughs> means, but we've got to get the match out of the way first.
0: Yep. That's that's the level we do not want to get to. Mm. And And kind of... I'm not saying it's that bad but Triple H's storyline with Batista is almost that bad. Really? Yeah. Because, like, so Batista came and beat up Ric Flair on his birthday (laughs) to get Triple H's attention. (laughs) Because, of course, Rick is, like, Triple H's idol and best friend. Yeah. And so there's this backstage vignette at his birthday party of Batista dumping Rick's unconscious body on the ground in the corridor and turning to the camera, the camera who was there and didn't call security about this Hollywood celebrity breaking in, beating up the guest of honour. You know, do I have your attention now? And Trips went and did this whole promo like the next week, going, oh, you have my attention. And let me tell you, you know, if you come here, if you come here to Raw, you know, this this isn't about putting names on a marquee. It's not about paychecks. It's personal. You're not going to get the game. You're not going to get Triple H. You're going to get me. Look me in the eye. And doing this whole it's real this time thing. And I'm like,
1: but it's not. This is you cashing in on him being a huge celebrity because he's in Guardians now. Even though it's... you turned him down before. And the fact that he's been on Twitter going, I want
0: to come back to WWE. Can I come back to WWE? I'd love to do another run in WWE. And now he's here and you're like, we don't want you here, but I will beat you up but, but on also, a pay-per-view, but it's not about the money.
1: Like It's, <laughs> WWE, it's WWE trips, not NXT trips. Yeah. And they're going to make him face. Against Batista. Yep. I see a problem with this. (laughs) This is a teeny problem. Teeny weeny problem. It's basically impossible to cheer for WWE Triple H. Yes. And
0: given that he's Drax the Destroyer kind of going to be hard to get the fans to cheer against Batista.
1: Yeah. So I
0: think they're going to script it with Trips as the face and Batista as the heel but the fan reactions will be the exact
1: inverse. We'll, we'll find it. If, if Stephanie accompanies Triple H to the ring there's no way anyone is going to cheer.
0: Oh god no. <laughs>
1: Not even for a moment.
0: So it's going to be interesting to watch. But I'm yeah. just glad Dave's getting another run.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good for him. I'm happy okay. for him, because he clearly
0: he's clearly wanted to for a really long time. Yeah. and It genuinely is, do I have your attention now? It's like I I went and got in the Marvel movies. Paul! Paul,
1: do you see me now? I'm in Blade <laughs> Runner. Paul, Every, am I a big did. enough name that you'll have me back yet? <laughs> everything oh. I did, I do for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what, it got super homoerotic, actually, that promo. Ooh. And I'm not laughing and going, ooh, men, are, men together in the wrestling business, Oh, it's so okay. good. No, I'm saying, you know, you come to me anytime, anywhere, and I will give you everything you want. <laughs>
2: it's like,
1: right. there are two ways I could wow. read that, Trips. That's, That's wow. is, is it? Is it like that old, um, the old Chris Benoit promo, where he's just like, people say that I'm a robot that I have no emotions. I have plenty of emotions. I have plenty <laughs> of passion. And tonight, I'm going to unload that passion all over you. Like, kind of, Chris, Kind of. Dude. It was kind of up there in the
0: unfortunate wording. You didn't uh, think through. Yeah. Anyway.
2: <laughs> so
0: I genuinely don't know if at WrestleMania, Triple H and Batista are going to fight or fuck. Yeah, <laughs> either way, I'm going to watch. I will
2: pay to watch it either way. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh man. That seems like that a note. place to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is a finish, yeah, for certain. Yeah, two is.
1: massive wrinkly bags of hands <laughs> smashing into each other in Florida. And, oh, something that's just
0: so true. I was listening to a wrestling podcast today, and hmm. they played the clip of that homoerotic promo to prove how homoerotic it was.
3: Yeah.
0: Right. And their guest said, Oh, my God. Like, I've grown up watching the show, so to me, Triple H still looks like Triple H. Right. But when you hear him, Mm. he old. Yeah. Like, I hear that voice, and I picture a guy in a procedural crime drama playing the guy in some Boston detective unit who's, you know, three days from
1: retirement. The hell? He old. The podcast I listen to has just started doing its uh, prequel uh, series. So they started with Wrestlemania 14 uh, And they're now doing a series Where they start with Wrestlemania 13 And they do the year leading up to that Okay. And yeah the first episode Wrestlemania 13, Triple H is there But it's Hunter Hearst Helmsley Yeah, the Connecticut Blue Blood Holy shit, the voice, the hair The complexion So, so different Yep, he was a child back then (laughs) Yeah At least he wasn't a Frenchman like he was in WCW that's true. <laughs> Jean-Paul Levesque. <laughs> God. Yep. So yeah, on
0: that note. Yeah. You have been listening to Dangerously Unprepared. I have been
1: Simon. I have been Kyrie. And I have been Jack.
0: And I still don't know if Batista and
2: Trips are going to fight or fuck. Goodbye. <laughs> his, his hoping place, place your votes now. Both, please.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.